Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hope. It is fleeting. It is something that all fan bases need. It's something all franchises need. But once it's gone, you're in big trouble. And there are some teams that are just downright hopeless. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Ah, yes. The old saying, hope springs eternal, is a bunch of crap. Because that's not actually the case. Because hope exists, and then it disappears quickly. And in the game of football, it's easy to have hope die. And some teams, some programs, some franchises help kill hope faster than others. Ken Levick alive. Wednesday, ESPN 106.3, Pierre Garcon hanging out again until 1 o'clock. The legend, pride of John I. Leonard, Indianapolis Colts, Washington Redskins, and he came bearing gifts as well. Compression socks, speed aid compression. Pierre, I appreciate you uh, taking care of my marathon training needs. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. That's what we're here to provide help. That is awesome. Pierre Garcon taking care of me. And uh, Tina Costanza, she's here. You'll hear on the home team 3 o'clock later today, but she's hanging out as well. Ken Levick alive, coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach off the Intracoastal. We are in downtown West Palm Beach in the Phillips Point Towers. Uh, Pierre, would you would you be okay with having a little story time here? If I'm, I, I'm up for it. I, I'm going to weave you a football tale, okay? All and right. all of this started on Monday because... The New York Jets, who had the hot shot defensive coordinator, head coach, Robert Sala, you're my feeling guy. good. Your guy, guy, guy. Your guy from your San Francisco <laughs> days. Yes. Uh, he, he came in, and he's big, and he's buff, and yep. he's inspiring, mm-hmm. and he had the number two overall pick in Zach Wilson, the blonde bomber out of BYU. But unfortunately for him, things haven't been going particularly well in Jets world so far this season. Two and seven, Pierre. Two and seven. That's normal Jets football. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to say it. Show's done. Pierre wrapped it up. Uh, What what are your thoughts on Rex Ryan, Pierre? Oh, man. Rex Ryan is a great coach to play for. There's some times it can be Mm overanimated, but when he was playing or when he was coaching, I did understand the strategy of how him being animated took a lot of distraction off of Mark Sanchez because he rather did the distraction be on him instead of a rookie quarterback in New York City. Well, Rex Ryan has decided to uh, to <laughs> distract from the 2-7 and seven record but then put all of the focus on Robert Solid. This is from Monday. That's- this was on uh, Greeny mm-hmm. right before us here on Ken Levick Alive. This is what Rex Ryan had to say mm-hmm. about Robert Sala right now. (laughs) 
I can live with bad teams, all right? But there better be some fight. There better be a, a, a fighting spirit to your football team because you represent our entire community. Right. And when you go out, the greatest city in the world, and you're going to go out and compete like that? No, New York area, all right? That's about competitors, and yeah, you're showing sure. none of it. It's like you don't understand what you got into. You took the head coaching job of, of the New York Jets, all right? Not some other town. Not some other city. This is New York's team. You represent the city of New York. Act like it. Ooh, Pierre. Rex Ryan going at your guy, Robert Sala. How do you consume this, that? This happens every year. It's his normal football. But Rex Ryan had bad years in New York as well. New York has always had bad years to Jets. It's like you said. It's <laughs> normal Jets football. But, you know, it's his first head coaching job. He made a great pick in number two with um, Zach White. Um, Zach Wilson, Zach yeah. Wilson. I'm, I like that pick. Um, we didn't think they were going to set the world on fire with a new head coach and a new quarterback, just like the Arizona Cardinals didn't set the world on fire when they had a new head coach and a new quarterback. Like It, it, it takes time. Well, your boy Robert Sala heard what Rex Ryan said. <laughs> and Robert Sala was asked about it when he was on ESPN New York with Michael Kay. Michael Kay brought it up and and here's what here's what Robert Sala had to say. <laughs> Rex Ryan just excoriated you today. He said, "Why should people compare him to me? He's not me. He's had bad defenses. He's not showing emotion on the field. Uh he really tore into you like I've never heard a former coach tear into a present coach. Your thoughts on what Rex said?" Guys, I honestly, you know what? I've never met Rex. I've never had a conversation with Rex. I, I, I don't even know him except for people who know him throughout the league. So obviously, if it's that personal for him, he knows where to find me. Ooh. So. Were you surprised <laughs> that he said it? Ooh. Oh, I'm not surprised by him. He's he's always got something to say. Ooh, he knows where to find me. That's the truth. <laughs> Take the high road. This is getting <laughs> saucy. I kind of like it. Tina, when, when you hear someone say, you, he knows where to find me, what does that suggest? That's come and find me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. If, if oh, you yes. really want it, yeah. if you want it, I'm here at the podium. You know, I'm in Jersey. You know where the office is at. It used to be yours. Yeah, yeah. I've got your office right now. Exactly. So come on it's, by. It's that simple. Uh, so now we have some Jets on Jets crime mm-hmm. involving a player. Yes. This turns into a three way deal now with mm-hmm. Jets on Jets on Jets crime because Keyshawn Johnson. Wants to weigh in as well. Oh. Keyshawn, who you hear every morning, 6 to 10 a.m., here with Max Kellerman and uh, Jay Will on ESPN 106.3. Keyshawn wasn't all that impressed with your guy, Robert Sala, responding to Rex Ryan. Let's hear what Keyshawn had to say. <laughs> you are the head coach of a professional football team. Semi-pro at this point. But oh, Max! <laughs> you have been put in a position of leadership to move things forward. In a positive light, Rex Ryan is not the only one that feels that way about you. There's thousands of New York Jet fans that feel a certain way about him. You cannot get caught up in negativity. Do you do you agree with that, Pierre? I don't think he got caught up in the negativity. I think he just said, you know, he knows where to find me and I'm going to coach my team. Like this is what happens in football. He, I don't think he responds to negativity. I think he's just like 
answered the problem, and then they we still have to win the next football game. Like so two and seven for the Jets, and now you have Rex Ryan, former Jets coach, going after current Jets coach Robert Sala. You've got former Jets legend Keyshawn Johnson going after current Jets head coach Robert Sala, mm-hmm. and then today, Kimberly Martin, Kimberly Martin was on with Greeny because we found out that the Jets are going to start Joe Flacco. Not Zach Wilson, not Mike White, but Joe Flacco (laughs) on Sunday against the Dolphins because Mike White had one bad game. Your boy Robert Salda says you're going to have to head to the bench. Zach Wilson, I don't know. He's coming off of injury. He's available, but I don't think we're going to play him. And, And Kimberly Martin was really, really bold about what she said about what this means for the Jets. It's going to be good. This was not a good situation for Zach Wilson to sort of be put in. You don't feel confident about the coaching staff, that that they have the plan to build around him. The GM, you have questions about whether he can fill out a roster with good, competent, competitive football players consistently built to win. So the Flacco thing, it's surprising because we were all in on Zach Wilson. Like, this is the guy. We We don't need any veteran backups. Like, we're good with the guys we have. Then Mike White, we really trust Mike White. Mike White is the most confident dude ever. Like, I'm going to win every time I go out. Now, he has an ugly game, and now we're dealing with Joe Flacco, which, yeah. is, which is a bridge to nowhere. Ooh, a bridge to nowhere, which in other words, Tina, means hopeless. The <laughs> Jets hopeless. are hopeless. But this has been their identity for the past five, six, seven years. This mm-hmm. is not nothing new. This is just a new target you know new conversation new sheriff in town that is not being a sheriff that's what they want well think about up here this is nine games in from robert sala and he's already getting not on a local scale because in new york you're gonna get ripped it's what happens this is happening nationally on national media platforms that robert sala after nine games is getting destroyed and now joe flacco is his quarterback anything in new york is national yeah, true. <laughs> Anything true. in New York is national. Now, it is rare, though, that you will have a former coach of an organization go after the current coach of an organization, and Rex knows he's still popular, and Rex is going to take his shots at Robert Sala. But we're not surprised because it's Rex, it's New York, it's Keyshawn Johnson, mm-hmm. it's New York Jets. You know, It's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. It's, it's their characteristic. Yep. <laughs> and, the, and the Jets' characteristic is hopeless. <laughs> and that is why me as a Dolphins guy, and I've seen Brian Flores completely mangle this quarterback situation between Tua and Jacoby Brissett, but the Dolphins are nothing compared to just how silly, ridiculous, and hopeless the Jets are. Because the Jets, while the Dolphins are incompetent, the Jets are a clown show. So, so I'm not happy with any of the quarterbacks on the roster of the Jets, but if there is a veteran that has experience, you know, that can get us out out of a a hole, I would go with Joe Flacco. He has experience. But Zach Wilson was your guy. That was the the young rookie. You know, it's actually probably better that he learns from the sideline instead of throwing him out. So you don't think it hurts his confidence? Not winning hurts your confidence. So your confidence is going to be hurt until there's W's. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you have to sit back to watch Joe Flacco or watch uh, the other guy Mike mess White. up yeah, so that you're like, all right, we're not going to mess up on that play coming up in the future. It all feels hopeless right now, though, because Zach, you, you, Zach Wilson just has to stay engaged in the game because it's, that's it's the a key. long-term play. This is not yeah. 
as soon as you know. But Jets fans don't want to hear long term, and you might be right, Pierre. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I, denying. I, think I played that. a little bit of yeah, football with a lot of different quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Washington, did Pierre ever play with a it's, lot of different it's quarterbacks? It's part of the game. Oh you know? man. Uh, but but it just seems so no light at the end of the tunnel. It almost seems like uh, like Looney Tune characters where the Roadrunner is painting the the fake tunnel on the brick wall and the, the coyote and, and the coyote's just running right into it. It's just running face first into brick. But but you know in year two. Uh, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson, they have more confidence, they have more experience, and they will get get it together because those guys want to win. Or will they? Because it's the Jets. And the they Jets. have to. The, they, and then that's when we as an as fans and organizations have to make a decision like, hey, are these guys taking it serious or not? Because yeah. first year, you don't know what to expect. But they have a lot of potential. Second, third year, we should see some connection. They're like, all right, we're on the same page, and that's growth. Yeah, the, the the Jets fans though, like they've seen this play before, <laughs> and the first intermission sucks, the second intermission sucks, it, and then the end of the play sucks. It's it, 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 it takes some time. Yeah, it takes some time. the Jets to me feel like the most hopeless football situation. College <laughs> pro, the Jets are the most hopeless football situation. What team? What program actually is the most hopeless football situation? I say Jets. Pierre says. Give Robert Sala some time. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What is the most hopeless football situation going right now? And the Jets going with Joe Flacco against division rival Miami on Sunday 1 p.m. as Jets fans in an uproar. And to me, like I get it. I, I don't know what the light at the end of the tunnel is for the Jets right now because in nine games, you've gone from the hope of Zach Wilson to, wait, is Zach Wilson being stunted? What's actually happening here? I'm not sure this is the right way to handle the quarterbacks. Uh, it, it is, it's trying times right now. And what doesn't help is the clown show of former coaches and former players going in on Robert Sala. When Robert Sala signed up to be the Jets head coach, I saw this coming. Did you really? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was these quarterbacks, but, you know, if you're not winning, they're coming after you. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, that just – it is part of New York. It is. But it's also easy to get buried in New York as well. Because think about we it. We know that. That's why the job opening was there. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, that's, a, that's a great point. But when you have Rex Ryan saying this isn't competitive, this isn't competitive football. When the previous coach was Adam Gase, like what is what's happening right now? Like how how has gotten to this and, point through nine games? And that's a locker room thing where the defense got to hey, we have to show effort. Offensive players have to get those extra yards. You know, you have to fight for yards so that we can build our confidence. We have to. We need something to step on so that we can keep building. So, do you think two and se- two and seven is the indictment of Salo or the indictment of the front office? Or everybody, everybody has a Jets logo on their shirt. <laughs> everybody, it's not one person. Obviously, one person takes the, speaks to the media and talk, take the most blame. But yeah. you know, players have to catch the ball, blockers have to block, receivers have to. You know, we all have a responsibility in this, and showing effort is the first way to get out of that hole. Let's go to Twitter at ESPN West Palm. What is football's most hopeless situation? And uh, time to hunt tweets the Lions. The Lions are the agree. most hopeless situation. <laughs> I, I agree. So we they're found, not even in New York City, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're just in Detroit. So you have found you have found the most hopeless football situation. You agree with Time to Hunt? It is the Lions and Ultraman Dan Campbell. 
this might be the second time they go 0 and 16. Uh, well, they can only they can't they have go 0 and 17. They have a tie. Yeah, you can't go winless <laughs> if you. Well, I guess you can't oh, go 0 and 17 tie. if you have a tie. They yeah. Tie. How do we look tie. at that? If they go 0 16 and <laughs> one, is that the same as going straight up 0 and 16, or is there a little? Uh, I feel okay about it's, that. Tie. I think it might be just just as bad because you know. <laughs> A tie is so random in the NFL. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> yeah. let me let me ask you this because this past weekend uh, we found out that yet another NFL player didn't know <laughs> that you could tie in the NFL. Yeah, and uh, we all know famously that Donovan McNabb played mm-hmm. in overtime in his career, not knowing that there was a uh, a tie. Yes, that was possible. I was a part of a one game that ended in a tie. Were you really? I was. Did yeah. you know that a tie existed? Well, yeah, after, you know, <laughs> the experiences of, you know, other Donovan players. McNabb, yeah. <laughs> Pierre's like, I better know uh, the you, damn you rules. Learn, you you yeah. learn the game as you as you watch it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is funny. Uh because I it was Najee Harris who did not know. He's a he's a I would say freshman. He's a rookie, you know. But still, I mean, come on. You've got to kind of know the rules of the game. But college football doesn't end in ties. True. That's very true. So, yeah. I mean, it's stupid that NFL games end in ties, right? Yeah. It's, it makes more calculation for them when they're doing their playoff yeah. <laughs> numbers and stuff Wait, like What that. game but was it? What game were you on the It tie? was um, Washington against Cincinnati in London. Okay. Okay. London. So we gave them a soccer So you score. went all <laughs> the way. <laughs> you London. went all the way to London to yeah, tie. Exactly. Did, was that the emptiest flight back that you've ever taken it, in your yeah, life? Or you don't know how to feel. <laughs> that right. is miserable. I guess it's like it's not a right. loss. So. It, it's not, but you're like, man, this we should have did better. And we what was the score? I, I can't remember. Oh, okay. It was twenty something. Oh, so at least there were some points. It wasn't like three three or six nah. six. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't good. a soccer score. Uh, here's Najee Harrison not knowing that a tie uh existed in the NFL. I didn't know you could even tie in the NFL. Uh, I was in my mind. I was sitting on the bench, ready, saying to myself, "I got a, another quarter to go." But um, I guess somebody came to me and said, "That's it." And uh, I ain't never had to tie in my life before. Yeah, it's because ties are stupid. Yeah. Have ties you? Did dumb. you watch the ending of that game? Uh, I did watch the ending. They of did that not want to win no. the game. No, neither side. No, they wanted to go for the tie. <laughs> yeah, they was giving the Mike ball Tomlin back to each other. Mike was like, "Mason Rudolph is killing me. <laughs> let's just let's just pack it in, okay?" And Dan Campbell. Uh, he's just he doesn't know at this point he's out of he's out of answers he has no he has no idea would you want to play for dan campbell who's yes, talking about yes. like fighting yeah. kneecaps and going insane he's a football player he's a you know he's a former tight end so he's a part of the run game the pass game so he knows so he's a tough player like he shows yeah. effort in you know whatever but like, were you the type of player that like, you liked the rah-rah coaches like the man up like, suck up, let's I, go. I did all that on my own because I knew what I had to do. But if the coach is really inspiring, like genuinely inspiring, uh-huh. I like it. Like Rex Ryan, I think is genuinely inspiring. You know, with other stuff he does, it, it, yeah. it's crazy. But I think but he can still communicate to it. players because yeah. he's a dude. But, yeah, exactly. So it's like I, I like playing for someone that has confidence. You know, it does, your confidence doesn't have to be shown in a certain way for it to be confidence. Right. You just have to have that feeling like, all right, you understand what you're talking about, and I can do what you're asking. Uh, Gary Kiefer says the most hopeless football situation is the Washington football team. Uh, they're very close. <laughs> now, now, Pierre, very is, close. A, Pierre yeah. is a Washington football team fan because, again, as I like to point out, as he pointed out the first time that he and I did a show together, 
They paid me. <laughs> so the Washington football team, things aren't looking great right now, though. That was a nice win last weekend, right? But we will take the victory. Like yeah. That's what gives us hope. We're like, hey, all right, we beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. You know, It's kind of hard for the team to win at home than it is on the, way, on the road. Because on the road, you know all, all things are against you. But at home, you're like, we're supposed to win. Yeah. And they actually did. It's like, all right, it's not the worst situation, but we're, we got potential. We're not showing it every week, but... We yeah, the, we beat the former champions, right? And it happens year in and year out in Washington. Like they'll beat the Ravens, they'll beat, but they'll lose to the Jets or the Giants, and you're like, "What happened?" Mm-hmm. So well, it's not the worst situation, but it's feeling kind of hopeless. They, at least they made the postseason last year. That's the just thing. like the Jets are in their typical position. Washington's in their typical yeah. position yeah. too. But closer to the end of the year, we're hoping that they can. But I can't take Washington seriously as the most hopeless because again, while ownership sucks and it seems like that's just a toxic, toxic work environment there, <laughs> they do have a respectable head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been able to make do with uh, Heineke as their quarterback and Alex Smith and his 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 toothpick leg last year somehow uh and so when you look at washington they at least made the postseason i don't think that's nearly as hopeless as the jets or the lions at all i agree i agree but we just have high hopes for all these teams but you know yeah (laughs) my hopes for the dolphins every year they're no longer high they're just like there (sighs) they're they're there there's actually no like level that i just hey they're gonna play football and that's my hope they they made some changes that I was like, Ugh. you know that guy that playmaker Grant. They got rid of yeah, him. Yeah, like he was like explosive. Like yeah. he changed the game around in one putt return. Pierre, like, yeah. you'll appreciate this. Also, Jakeem Grant had hands made out of cinder blocks. Okay, <laughs> he had explosive abilities. I didn't watch every game he played it, but I remember he he has what well, his legs were great. Unfortunately, like were. yourself, he was a wide receiver. And his hands it's, were made of bricks. He would have. He would overcame that. He yes, would've, he would have overcame that. But how? By taping pillows to his hands? They, By sticking his know, hands in glue? How would he have overcome that? You have to Pierre? realize what you're not good at and practice it. If you're a receiver, how can you not be good at catching the ball? I didn't make it this far. Uh, well, guys drop passes every day, Pierre, you every some, week. You know, you have the softest, some of the softest, most succulent hands and, in and NFL I have history. Problems catching the ball in the beginning of my career because you were Believe nervous. It or not, Guys are, nervous on, guys are nervous on Sundays. What, what, what year do you consider a veteran after your first year? No, like year three. <laughs> you also had Peyton Manning throwing oh, you. Oh, that's what made it worse when you dropped ne- the pass. I'm sure. That's how you learned. <laughs> oh, yeah, not during the game you don't learn. <laughs> you learn and then in the play. locker room, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, youngster, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Summertime off work season workouts. You're in the front of the junk machine. <laughs> you learn. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. What What is the most hopeless football situation? Is it the Jets? That's what I think. Is Detroit? That's what Pierre thinks. Is it the Washington football team? No. Is it any other team in the SEC, not Alabama? What is the most hopeless football situation? 